Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Hey, good evening, Fred. Good evening, everyone. Well, good evening. We are rolling this edition out on the early side this week because there's some pretty big news to talk about, courtesy of Waymo. Waymo's Alexis Georgeson confirms to us that an email has been sent to early riders with the subject, completely driverless Waymo cars are on the way. A big development, Alan. Uh, yes, this is a really big development because here we have a, you know, a very responsible effort in trying to uh, deliver uh, uh, driverless, uh, and which implies affordable uh, mobility as a service. And, um, and it looks like they may actually be going to do it which is really big. It would be certainly a, a first uh, uh, worldwide. And uh, in terms of um, uh, at least um, our view of looking at uh, how everybody else is progressing and what every, everybody else has said, um, nobody else seems to be close. And, and TechCrunch published the email, which had advised his riders in the Phoenix area, that if they get matched with a fully driverless car, they will see a notification in the Waymo app confirming the car won't have a train train driver up front. They'll see a what to expect button in the app that'll provide more information about driverless rides. And it goes on to say, you can enjoy having the car all to yourself. It does add, rest assured, Waymo will still be taking care of you. This is just the next step as we travel down the road toward a fully self-driving future. Absolutely. So they'll provide the communications in there, the connectivity, uh, so that um, if uh, if the driver, if the riders need assistance, uh, they will at least uh, be in contact with somebody that probably has the capability to do some remote maneuvering uh, of these of uh, these uh, vehicles or uh, let people um, out if they wish to get out and so on, if they feel uncomfortable. And uh, it will be very interesting. Uh, we reported uh, last time that, um, that Waymo had released a video uh, showing uh, this kind of operation. Um, uh, we had questioned whether or not um, it was staged or real. Um, but whether or not uh, that was slightly staged or, in fact, that they had already provided uh, some of the service um, uh, already, um, uh, that's here nor there here. Uh, if they're really going to provide it to uh, the riding public, it's not just the general public. Um, uh, these are, in some sense, uh, volunteers. Uh, who um, who um, have uh, chosen uh, to participate in uh, this experiment, uh, but they are uh, normal people from uh, everything that we understand uh, that uh, are interested in going from A to B uh, at some time T uh, within the operational uh, design domain that these uh, vehicles operate. That means uh, uh, the streets um, and the geographic limitations uh, of the service. Uh, so if you're going uh, from A to B um, under uh, appropriate conditions, um, uh, weather, 
time of day. Uh, don't know what those restrictions are, but uh, they probably aren't very exhaustive. Um, in, in Phoenix, uh, looks like this is mobility as a service, uh, driverless, which um, if they get to the point in which um, they do shared rides, uh, could very well be um, very affordable. Really interesting. And you have to think that they wouldn't be doing this if all of the trials that have been going on weren't successful, that they weren't having issues. And uh, that's why they have the confidence to do this. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, they must have had some meeting with the lawyers and the lawyers must have said, hey, you know, does this work? And uh, for some reason, uh, uh, whatever the, the uh, evidence they provided, uh, um, they certainly uh, were able to convince the lawyers to say, hey, go out and do this. And what they're doing here is is basically betting the ranch. Uh, because as we've already seen, um, if you goof up and all of a sudden a crash is your fault, uh, then uh, it really hurts you. As we as we saw in the Elaine Herzberg uh, crash, uh, as we noted um, again, uh, uh, Goldman Goldman Sachs um, uh, had um, pegged uh, uh, Uber uh, to do an IPO that's at, at something like $120 billion, uh, whether or not uh, that was pumped somewhat or, or, or not prior to, um, to them actually uh, doing the IPO. But uh, what they do, uh, have an IPO at about the half of that. In other words, uh, you know, and and the really the only thing that changed from uh, from Goldman Sachs's uh, 120 billion uh, uh, peg to um, what it went out at was uh, Elaine Herzberg and that crash. And um, and I guess we've also noted that uh, Adam Jonas at uh, Morgan Stanley um, recently reduced. Uh, um, uh, it's uh, or their uh, uh, valuation of Waymo from 175 billion to 105 billion, and basically um, the only negative thing that has happened uh, since the 175 billion is everything has slowed down in terms of the implementation of this kind of of, of service. And and uh, the reason for the slowdown is the Uber crash of of Lane Herzberg and um, uh, everybody getting, uh, let's say, cold feet or asking uh, really for much more evidence that in fact um, this uh, technology works, by works meaning it is safe. So uh, as as we uh, must surmise, um, uh, the operation that uh, Waymo has been conducting in Arizona um, hasn't um, uh, resulted in any at-fault crashes uh, by Waymo, else, uh, I, I don't know, uh, we were either sleeping, uh, uh, Fred, or we had senior moments, uh, <laughs> or else, uh, you know, we would have heard about it. Uh, they would have been blasted all over every place. So there haven't been any crashes. And uh, sort of what we've been speculating is that that there have been really no disengagements or an infinitesimal number of, of disengagements while providing uh, the, uh, the driver, driverless services 
that Waymo One has been providing in in uh, Arizona uh, within their operational design domain, and so uh, within that that particular restricted um, operation, they must feel really confident uh, and have the data to support that confidence that they presented to their lawyers and the lawyers have said, um, okay, it's, it's, uh, you know, we have a a large part of the alphabet ranch on the table here. Uh, We don't think you're going to screw it up. Uh, Go for it. Uh, I think that's the way to interpret this. At least that's the way I interpret it. And so here we go. And so maybe here we go. And, um, and this isn't, uh, you know, a reckless thing as, as uh, as we've uh, sort of indicated, uh, the Tesla stupid uh, summon is. Uh, this is a very responsible uh, uh, operation. Why? Because it's being run by Waymo. In other words, it's being run by Alphabet. Because if if this this uh, runs into trouble, guess who's going to pay for it? It's going to be Alphabet. And uh, and that payment may end up to be a really big number. Uh, so um, uh, so there's a they have a lot riding, and um, and uh, they must feel uh, very confident uh, to do this. And um, uh, let's wish them um, um, all the best, uh, not only luck but uh, congratulations for uh, for actually um, making this work. Uh, because uh, I I cannot believe that they would be out there unless they uh, completely believed that this will work by working again, is that it will be safe. Uh, that's the most important thing. That's what that's uh, that's the only metric uh, that is being used here. Uh, that's the only uh, metric that they're going to be evaluated on, at least for the uh, coming year. And um, and then if they prove themselves here, then they'll have the opportunity to prove themselves everywhere um, or in other places. It's it's not quite uh, um, uh, doing it in Manhattan. And please don't come to Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> doesn't need it. Uh, but um, Central but, Jersey, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, Central Jersey, absolutely. So, hey, you know, Frank wasn't Frank from Jersey. Uh, was Frank Sinatra from Jersey? He must have been. Hey, um, uh, come to Jersey, and and if you can do it in Jersey, then really you can do it anywhere. You can do it in Peoria. You can do it um, uh, in all the places that matter. Uh, Manhattan doesn't matter here. Well, you contrasted uh, the approach that that Waymo's taking with uh, that of Tesla and. Uh... Some folks are listening to you. The L.A. Times ran an editorial this week saying Tesla is playing fast and loose with public safety with the new smart summon feature. And our friend Russ Mitchell at the L.A. Times uh, wrote uh, Consumer Reports tested Tesla's new smart summon feature and found it wanting. It goes on to say it was glitchy at times, worked intermittently without a lot of benefit for consumers. And... uh, I guess a thumbs down there, and certainly you're not surprised here. I'm I'm not surprised, and and I guess Russ picked, picked up a little bit of our uh, of our uh, stupid summon comment on, on the whole darn thing. Uh, yes, I mean, 
it's being done. It's being put in 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 the public's hands, and 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 ninety nine percent of the public will will, and even a greater percent of the Tesla owners will will treat it uh, with respect. Uh, but it only takes one uh, to just screw screw up the whole thing. Uh, somebody who's going to, you know, think they're being cute or want, you know, 15 seconds of, of tweet um, heaven or something. I don't know what, whatever that stuff is. And, and, um, and, and, and something bad could happen. And, it, and, and that would just, you know, just put the, put the brakes on everything. Uh, but um, it's, it's such a shame. Um, uh, and um it's such a shame for what so that you can summon your car 200 feet um yes please uh, just use it to take it in and out of your garage and to your driveway and um, and use it that way but um, but unfortunately uh, somebody's going to try to get cute with it and um, and um, uh, well hopefully not maybe maybe all tesla owners are 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 um, uh, don't try to be cute with the technology. Um, Once in a while, we've seen that is not the case. Once in a, a very few times, when you look at essentially all Tesla uh, owners are very respectful of autopilot and its capabilities, and probably and pro- will be very respectful of smart summon and its capabilities. But it only takes one. It only takes one to go out and be cute and something bad happened. What, because they're trying to see, well, how good is this or something? Or they'll stage something that goes awry and all of a sudden, uh, you know, it's all taken incorrectly. And that's the unfortunate part of that. And and um, yeah, and uh, again, it only takes one. Uh, whereas um, here you have a very responsible entity, uh, Waymo, who's basically um, uh, has... Uh, has on the table is risking a, a, an enormous valuation and 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 uh, ten years of effort in, in bringing this out, uh, doing it very methodically and 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 exactly, and and so um, uh, one doesn't have the expectation that that there'll be a a one off in that organization that will send this stuff screwy, uh, but all it takes is is one Tesla owner. Um, to then, you know, be cute. And anyway, I've said it um, and uh, hope I'm wrong. I absolutely hope I'm wrong. But for what? Um, uh, at least Waymo is uh, the opportunity of driverless mobility as a service um, uh, to then give, uh, uh, make that affordable and available to to people who who um, uh, either uh, can't or wish not uh, to uh, drive their own car, uh, this is a, this is an enormous opportunity to to enhance their quality of life and to improve the economy and to make better use of of the uh, roadway infrastructure and to reduce energy and to uh, reduce pollution and greenhouse gases and contribute to uh, to uh, in the uh, uh, environmental sustainability. 
though that's what's what's at, uh, that's the opportunity um, that driverless mobility offers. A, a stupid summon, what? Pull your car out of a out of a garage and you know two hundred feet on your own property. Um, uh, so depressing. Well, closer to home, Alan. Uh, for us, uh, New Jersey Transit says it plans to test three autonomous shuttle buses. Uh, during the first phase, they would operate on a small 40-acre test course at Fort Monmouth. That idea sounds familiar, Alan, and this is welcome news. I guess it's welcome news. It is a, a proposal. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's been awarded. Uh, at least that's not the information that I have so far on this. So it's a proposal that's been made uh, by New Jersey Transit, which is absolutely uh, phenomenal. I mean that, that New Jersey Transit would make such a proposal. This is great. And uh, you know, Fred, uh, uh, you and I and many others. I mean, spend at least five years um, uh, trying to. Uh, to do such a thing at Fort Monmouth, it's a perfect place uh, to test um, uh, such uh, such technologies. Um, um, it, it, it was that five years ago. Is that four years ago? Three years ago? Two years ago? It's still that today, and I'm glad that um, that uh, somebody else is going to make this happen. I, you know, for I people who aren't familiar, Fort Monmouth is basically an an, an abandoned or a shut down former uh, Army fort. Uh, I think it used to have the Signal Corps or something along those lines. That's correct. Right. So, so it was, it was, uh, it's being repurposed, and there is development going on. It's basically a two square mile uh, city uh, with streets and so on. And um, you know, five years ago, and and, and for five years, um, I was uh, trying to motivate uh, uh, folks to uh, to do. Um, uh, this kind of testing uh, at Fort Monmouth—it's—it's a—it's it, an authority that that uh, that runs it, uh, that has um, uh, all kinds of, of leeway and opportunity uh, to do innovative things. Uh, there's a uh, New Jersey Transit rail station just seven tenths of a mile. Uh, up the road uh, from Fort, from the one of the main entrances to Fort Monmouth, so the the systems could actually leak out into the community and begin to provide uh, service. And uh, and for the purposes of New Jersey Transit, it it could provide last mile, last seven tenths of a mile service uh, from Fort Monmouth and the development that's taking place there uh, to that um, that rail station to take people. Uh, to uh, Newark and then on to New York, um, you know, perfect. Um, I'm glad it's finally happening. I guess. Yeah, you know, they've uh, applied. I think for uh, just under million dollar federal transit administration grant to pay for this, and uh, a decision is expected this winter. Yeah, and I think uh, FTA, I can't imagine that they would have a better proposal from a, a responsible entity, New Jersey Transit, and uh, for New, New Jersey Transit to uh, to actually be um, uh, actively considering uh, this kind of, of, of opportunity, I find um, um, extremely um, uplifting. Well, Roadshow has sifted through all of the jargon to explain the 
SAE new self-driving testing guidelines. That's the Society of Automotive Engineers, which had previously come up with the levels of autonomy, which you're not a big fan of. Yeah, and, and again, I'm not necessarily a big fan of what they've done here either because because it's really focused on on um, having these vehicles uh owned and uh and ha- and have the oversight of um, of a consumer um and uh that's certainly uh, the thing for uh self-driving and safe driving cars uh absolutely because a a a uh, an an adult uh, that is um, that is uh, responsible uh or it requ- it requires uh, responsible adult supervision uh for uh, these systems to operate then of course uh their real market opportunity is as a as a consumer product just like cars have been consumer products uh, since uh basically 1886 um so fine uh, this is perfect for for safe and self-driving cars for driverless cars um they really shouldn't be owned by individuals and and probably uh, why would an individual own a driverless car if you can't drive it why own it uh, because uh, that ve- that vehicle is going uh, can be operated by an entity maybe even New Jersey Transit who will then provide the service and and uh, and convenience um, as mobility as a service so why own it when you can just use it and use it uh, at a very affordable price that um, when you end up looking at it, uh, uh, unless um, you have money to burn, uh, why bother owning it? And then it, these vehicles that, that uh, at least uh, in, the, in the early stages, in the early stages, let's say next 15 years or 20 years, uh, will require really um, very... Um, um, uh, responsible maintenance, uh, supervision, use, uh, constrained to operational design domains explicitly, um, can't put up with uh, with uh, one out of a, a thousand or ten thousand owners deciding to oh let me just take have this thing go anywhere. Uh, will have to be because then uh, it will be the same problem as with a stupid summon. You know, one bad apple out of the whole darn thing ruins everything. Uh, so that that in fact it's a completely different thing. And as as we've argued on on uh, on this uh, podcast, uh, probably deserves to be a separate separate modal administration within the federal uh, Department of Transportation hierarchy, just like Federal Railroad Administration. Railroads have their own uh, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Uh, So uh, motor carriers have their own Federal Aviation Administration. Aviation has its own and so on. Uh, Driverless uh, mobility as a service uh, uh, systems uh, deserve their own modal uh, uh, administration. And SAE deserves to have its own separate standards for driverless 
that that don't walk through um, a uh, having a super supervision by um, a, a an individual or a a a, a consumer and uh, deserve to have a, a completely different set of standards uh, for driverless than it has um, uh, for uh, self-driving and, and safe driving cars, uh, both of which um, required um, um, uh, uh, really uh, good adult supervision in terms of their operation. Yeah, that's a, an argument that you've made before. They're testing a, a project in, in the Kansas City area. Uh, to provide app-based rides in small vans, priced at a dollar fifty, uh, the, the county's putting up a half a million dollars for the micro transit pilot. Yeah, and and it's you know it's a good thing to do the pilot, but I think it it again points out that that uh, with the with a um, attendant on board, as they point out, they they expect the dollar fifty to basically represent um, you know a seven percent fare box recovery. In other words, they look at this this uh, uh, system. Uh, basically costing um, uh, $14 a ride uh, or there, there being a $12.50 subsidy per ride. Um, it's fine for a demo, but it's not sustainable. And, and it's, uh, at that, uh, unless uh, you get the economics to change, uh, you can't scale it. You can't make it into something bigger uh, because who's going to pay for it? Uh, at some point, uh, you know, these grants run out and the thing has to run on its own bottom. But as I sort of put out um, in the um, in the uh, newsletter, uh, that that in fact, um, if um, if these become driverless, uh, then uh, you uh, they they certainly aren't. Uh, profitable at a dollar fifty a ride if you only have uh, three shuttles um, but with uh, 10 or 20 uh, you start approaching break even uh, with a hundred uh, you should uh, be able to break even and if you get to a thousand or three thousand which is what you would need to to serve 10 percent of the trips in in central jersey uh you could be um you could be very uh, happy thank you at a dollar fifty a ride uh so um anyway uh again uh, not a, a advanced uh, um uh, pro forma statement uh, with respect to that operation, but just looking at the at the fundamentals that um, at a buck fifty a ride with ride sharing, average vehicle occupancies uh, during the day of about two point oh and so on, um, the productivity of these vehicles um, uh, gets pretty darn high, um, and um, and so I I just put out some simple uh, arithmetic. Um, and in in, uh, in in the newsletter that people can take a look at that really points out how important it is to be able to get where Waymo is trying to get uh, to be able to provide the mobility uh, as a service without an attendant on board. Um, uh, it also requires and 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 
greatly it greatly benefits from um, uh, ride sharing and um, and getting to a point in which average vehicle occupancies are are at least two or near two or just above two you really don't need to do much better than that if you do better than that then it's even it's even um, uh, more profitable and you can um, have the the fare even reduced below a buck and a half a ride and a buck and a half a ride is is pretty inexpensive and certainly uh for the uh, is is um, is in fact uh, uh, sustainable and could be um could be uh, subsidized uh, for those who can't afford a buck and a half uh, a ride, and and therefore um, uh, uh, having a subsidy of a buck and a half a ride is certainly a heck of a lot better than what uh, these vehicles are going to have to encounter um, in Kansas City, uh, where the subsidy is twelve dollars and fifty cents a ride um, for um, because they have a driver on board. Well, finally, Alan, uh, Toyota's autonomous pod to transport athletes around the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Interesting headline. Great. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. it seems like every Olympics has a, a, a number of things that they uh, really try to innovate with. Uh, none of them ever seem to... Uh, ever uh, last beyond the Olympics. Uh, uh, if I remember as far back as Montreal and the, uh, the Olympic Village was supposed to be all this wonderful new housing for Montreal, I don't know. Uh, what Athens was supposed to get all this great mobility systems. Uh, other places were going to get all these wonderful stadiums that end up being uh, some of which are torn down. Um, this thing, you know, 12 miles an hour and uh, and with a, an attendant on board in 2020, um, um, that's going to be old news by then. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast, Alan. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com. Also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and more wherever you get your podcasts. Ask your smart speaker to play us. You can find my tech reports at textonation.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, folks.